0: This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Wow, I forgot where I was for three seconds there. <laughs> okay. The Literary Briefs episode. Why am I put in charge and I drink? Okay, um, I am your host today. Erica Lance. with me is... Valerie Willis. And today we have Heather Graham. Woo! Okay. Thank you. Um, let's talk about what we're drinking so people can drink along. I'm still drinking my gin and fever tree tonic that is cucumber lime. Val, what are you drinking? I'm finishing a Jack and Coke
1: Out of your pickle glass. Out of my pickle glass. And then, Heather,
0: what are you drinking?
1: I am drinking a mystery concoction out of my Avengers cup.
0: I think that's fantastic. I feel like this mystery concoction is probably illegal, and that's why she's not saying what it is. (laughs) It's very cool. Okay, (laughs) rapid fire questions. What is your favorite book of all time?
1: Keller Angels.
0: Oh,
1: why? Or Tale of Two Cities. Or oh.
0: Oh. <laughs> why do you Killer. love a
1: dick? Um, Killer Angels, I think because it's about relationships rather than war. Um i say Tale of Two Cities, oh come on, because it's just beautiful. But it's actually not fair for you to ask for one book. <laughs> it's it's or even tr- two.
0: And I usually get True. different answers, but it definitely starts a conversation because the follow-up question is, what is your least favorite book of all time? Oh, I would never tell you. <laughs> hey, she, she has to be the person who has answered
1: the fastest on this. <laughs> she she well, <laughs> Never knock another author um, dead or alive. <laughs>
0: No, it's you know it's interesting because most people when they answer that question because we ask why it is and it's not a knock like that person's terrible it's like this is the reason I didn't like it like I uh, will yeah, yeah. say for for example I am um I cannot stand um and the name just escaped me what is it Pride and Prejudice what it yeah I'm gonna say Mark Munsey doesn't like Jane Austen because who describes skin as alabaster. <laughs> 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 it's a pet peeve of his it's an ongoing joke I have with him that I'll send him little things and I'll be like her alabaster skin was wondering if you were going to be on the call tonight because <laughs> he ate it so much. Um, when, what do you consider your absolute greatest strength as a writer
1: I love what I do I consider myself so fortunate. Um, if I'm not, I mean if i I would write no matter what, I just love. oh, and I think too, it's because um, as as I was saying before, before on the other hand, <laughs> you meet the most fascinating people in life, and they always give you know way to a story. And I also travel quite a bit and there's unique, wonderful stories everywhere you go. And so, I, I just love all this and and hopefully share it with other people.
0: I think that's awesome. I talk about traveling and my thing with traveling, like a lot of people want to see historic sites and things like that. I like going to the local little restaurants or the local <laughs> pubs or whatever and meeting yeah, all the right. people that are there or going to the farmer's markets or the craft shows and meeting all these little artisans that are in in the area because I think that's way more fun than staring at a really old building like, <laughs> like oh, <laughs> I, see, so awesome. and i'm like dreaming of going to see all
2: really old buildings because i've been stuck in central florida all my life
1: <laughs> well i think here. that's part of it you know um a lot for me too i grew up in miami there's not you know there's not much old down here and uh, which leads to a couple of my favorite places in the state which are key west and st augustine um mm-hmm. and I don't know why I have yeah. You know, well, my parents were immigrants, but I have no relatives there. But when I was a little kid, and it's so funny when you say this, people get the wrong impression. Um, very young, I went there with my father for something, and I absolutely fell in love with it. The cemeteries were so atmospheric, you know, the carriage rides through the French Quarter. I I just fell madly in love with it. Of course, if you say that, people suddenly picture this man walking a five-year-old down Bourbon Street, and it's like. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. There's, there's so much more to the city.
0: And oh my gosh. I got to go to New Orleans. I went when I was way younger and don't remember it very much. But I got to go to Bourbon Street or, or New Orleans for a friend's wedding. They had a destination wedding. Oh. There. We did a self-guided cemetery tours and ghost tours, and I love all of that stuff. But the people were so fantastic.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's a wonderful city for people. People oh. are great. There. It's, it's just this big mix where everybody's whatever they wanna be and and nine out of 10, charming and decent and wonderful. I, I love the city. So I mean, well, I have for years, obviously, we didn't this year, um, done something called Writers for New Orleans, uh, which we did. I had a friend who owned a carriage company and right after Katrina, I was talking to her one time and she really felt that the city had not been served by the federal state parish or city government totally appreciated the american people but they didn't want to hand out say how to get back to work and she told me if i had a conference there it would be just like a um hair shampoo commercial tell a friend tell a friend tell a friend and that even if something wasn't that huge you would get enough people knowing that they could come back and of course people did new orleans is new orleans it's just it's, it's amazing and and a wonderful place and, and i used it a lot <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: Perfect. I agree. It's it's beautiful I love that I love New York City. That's another place I love going. So many people. People so watching jealous. in New York City is amazing. Also Hollywood, California. I grew up there. I uh, love people watching in Hollywood, California. It's uh, a different uh, level, but it is it I love people watching. I think it's amazing. The, the the closest I've I've gone to
2: getting out of Florida in the country is Ohio for a family reunion. With the in-laws. And, oh, my dad did take us to Port Everglades by Fort Lauderdale. And we took a two-hour boat ride to Little Bimini. Not Bimini. Little Bimini. And we were staying at the Complete Anglers. And I was, like, 13 at the time. We walk into this place. And there's, like, the whole bottom floor is all bars. And then there's a (laughs) mural for this guy. And I'm looking. And I'm looking. And there's a news article. And I start reading it. And I totally pale. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is where Ernest Hemingway killed the guy in the drunken bar hall. Oh, and God. My, and my oh, mom God. and them, they had no idea what I was talking about. They're like, who? <laughs> I'm
0: like, no. We got to get Val out of the state. She needs <laughs>
1: to Yeah, we got to get you out. Yeah, okay. yep, yep, yep.
0: And then COVID yeah. hit. We, we actually had like <laughs> yeah. conferences we were supposed to go to across the country for the publishing and then, uh, you know,
1: yeah. we all stopped doing We'll that. get <laughs> back there. I believe with my whole heart we're going to get back there. We just, uh, this is, you know, this little little test on our sanity. So hopefully we can all make it and uh, we will get back again. So, but there are, there's also, I love Salem, Massachusetts. It's, uh it's uh, so, it's, both so historical and then of course it's, you know um in the last years uh, it's become very commercial as well <laughs> but it's it's a it's an incredible place there's so many around the country i love new york city too but i have a son living there now so that adds to it um Chicago, i have a son living there <laughs> love hollywood i do. have a daughter living there
0: <laughs>
1: broadway i i love the shows oh i do too
0: oh my I goodness I got to see oh. Christian Slater and Jessica Lange in the Glass Menagerie. Did
1: you?
0: Yeah. That was pretty I've amazing only, when I was there. I've
2: only seen one Broadway. I got really, really lucky with this. Hamilton? Uh, my friend's mom took me and her daughter to go see Monty Python on stage. Oh!
1: oh that was great show. Yeah, That was adorable. I love that, yeah. I love Monty Python, though. I, yeah. I just think they were... Um, yeah, one of them that, that I got to see that I absolutely adored was Indina Indi- Menzel and Christian uh, Chenoweth in it. Oh my, my goodness, things.
0: that had to be amazing.
1: So, yeah. The only thing is, I still haven't seen Hamilton. <laughs> I to haven't either. That's Collins. because
0: I don't have the Disney Channel right now. I refuse. Oh, to I watch actually
1: it. have it, but I haven't been able to watch it yet. But um, at Harper Collins offices are right next to Trinity. So anytime somebody was saying, oh, did, what, what did you want to do? I said, oh, well, you know, I'm still trying to see Hamilton. Oh, he's right over there. No, I've been to his grave. <laughs> I want to see the Broadway show. But anyway. I've seen, I've I seen see the Hamilton dead person. Wrestling. I want to see the
0: live one now.
1: Um, mm-hmm. let talk
0: about your fans for a moment. So what has your fan experience been like?
1: Oh, I love people. I truly love people. It's always uh, it's always wonderful to be out. I think one of one of uh, something that's been a lot of fun too, though, is uh, the crew hunters being ghost stories and people thinking, that, you know, some oh no, no no that's just you know kind of silly or whatever. And then you'll see the most serious looking men in business suits want to talk to you afterwards about their experience. Uh, It's amazing how many experiences people have had. So, and uh, how, uh, I don't know. I just, I think I truly enjoy working with ghosts because we've yet to prove anything. Um, And uh, it's not so bizarre that it couldn't be, if that makes sense. Most people have had some kind of slightly different experience that makes them wonder if someone has been around. So I, I I enjoy that a lot, and I love love as we were talking about going traveling and hearing about all the different ghost stories in different cities.
0: Do you go on the haunted tours when you are in different cities? Oh, I do.
1: I give a couple of them.
0: Really? Where do you give
1: haunted tours? <laughs> yeah, we did when we did different conventions. I've 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 given tours for so depending, you know, obviously because I had done them in New Orleans for somebody and somebody asked me what time are you going to do in Texas? And I was like, I don't know Texas the way I do New Orleans. So no, who really knows it and loves it needs to do, you know, tours of various places. So it just, it just depends on where we are. But, um, and then I got, this one you'll appreciate. I got very angry in St. Augustine one time because we were actually on a history tour and the young woman giving the tour Said something about what had happened to Osceola's head after um, after the Americans executed him, and I was just the Americans. You would be so upset by this. He was never executed. He died of disease. Yeah, he, and, and his, himself. he
2: died himself. Yep, yeah.
1: yep. Yeah. He didn't even die in Florida. I believe it was South Carolina. I'm not sure this precise moment, but I I was just appalled that somebody was giving a tour and saying that you know when it was not correct. So. Yeah, sometimes I would have been Oh, I gotta tell you,
2: would have like set up, picketed everything.
1: <laughs> I didn't say anything, you know, because I didn't want to, you know. that I'm, I, I was just surprised. I was very surprised that somebody would be doing that. But I think one of my other favorite ones is, uh, of course, I've been there a million times. But I was on a ghost tour in New Orleans with my youngest daughter, who is—I'm prejudiced, of course—but she is absolutely stunning. So, I think she was about 18 at the time, and the tour guide was certainly taken with her. So, and you know, she was walking ahead, we're all walking in different places, and he asked her what her name was. And they'd they've been talking about their heritage, and she had said that she was Italian, Scottish, and Irish. And she said that her name was China. So, the tour guide turned around and said, What kind of a Mac wop names their kid China? <laughs> of course, Dennis and I were both
2: oh
0: my <laughs> right
1: here. Yeah, I felt bad for him afterwards, though, because poor thing—he was so humiliated.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! It's it's funny because um, when you talk about doing tours, there's a lot of people that get into—I think—doing tours because they love the city and they they just have a for it. And there are other people that are good talkers, and you can tell when they're just trained to tell you the, yeah.
1: you That's know, the differences. Yeah well i was going to say somebody did not read their training manual <laughs> correctly and say augustine but i think you know they're just things that um I, I guess things that bother me too i was in uh i was at the stanley in colorado and we were taking one of the tours with him and uh, the tour guide said something about stephen king being an alcoholic and it just i know how hard he worked and that he has been in and you know I have met him a few times he's not a friend but I was just so angry that they said that without talking about the fact that you know he has been he has been clean and sober he's worked very hard you know and to right. not say uh, reformed or not I shouldn't say reformed you're always in I can't think of the right word right now I but, almost said you know, remission
0: and I'm it. like that's not it that's not right, right. The right, not right remission way.
1: There is a word, Super. and like, I can't believe I can't think of it. I
0: like because the three of us that are writers cannot come <laughs> Not up with the word. I can't. Recovering, recovering.
1: Right, exactly. That is Nothing. it. Recovering, recovering, and 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 like, like I said, I was just I was just angry for him because I know how hard you know how, what he went through, how hard he worked, um, and yet at the same time, it was so fascinating to go through the Stanley and. You know, think about uh, the the book because there they, they explained to you in the bar that when he was there it was late in the season and they closed up. So actually no, his money wasn't any good at the bar. <laughs> so you see where characters come from and and things like that. So I, I truly enjoy that. I I love uh, I love seeing how someone else's mind worked. You know, little things that caused something to be you know
0: you you write thrillers and you've written about go have you had a ghost story yourself have you had an encounter yourself
1: uh closest i came i don't know if it would be ghosts or not but i mean for one i grew up <laughs> i grew up with a grandmother who would uh, watch my sister and i sometimes and her biggest threat to us would be yeah the best be behave and list the bunchshe's getting here in the story uh, Yeah, I kind of believed for a long time. Um, The closest I came is I was with, I adored my father. He was one of the nicest people who ever lived. And I was with him when he passed away. And the doctor came in and told me he was in a coma. He would not move or come out of it or speak again. And I was sitting with him. And all of a sudden, he sat up, opened his eyes, and reached out across the room. And to me, he saw someone. But he he was the funniest guy in the world too because he was an Italian Catholic who would also watch Jerry Falwell or any religious leader on TV. (laughs) he was just, I I, I just always thought, you know what, if angels or people came back for someone, you know, he's the guy that would come back for. Um, I'm also the world's biggest coward. So um, the (laughs) only time we'll we'll go on is is, uh, when, when I'm with plenty of people. But with, and I have great friends down here who are called the Peace River Ghost Trackers. Oh, yeah. And, do you know them? I've heard have of you, have them. We're good
0: friends with, do you know Mark Muncie, who writes Eerie Florida and Freaky Florida?
1: I don't know him, but yes, I have all his books.
0: Well, I'm going to introduce you because he will be okay. thrilled. So I'll do a little introduction, but. Um, he's a, he's a good friend of mine and he sometimes even helps me host this podcast, but he writes and he goes on these tours with all the local ghost hunters because he, for his books, he's got four or five of them now that are about the things happening. Like right now he's in the Appalachian mountains today working on, um, uh, freaky Appalachia or creepy Appalachia. I forget which one it is. One of the hippies. Appalachia and like the Mothman and stuff like that and I, I actually personally think he's one of the most terrifying writers that I've ever met because, yeah,
1: because he, he does out and field. he does them yeah these guys are wonderful I've done the Spanish Military Hospital in St. Augustine with them the um, Queen Mary out in LA we did with them um, and the Spanish Military Hospital was so funny because <laughs> i thought i was finally seeing something because they're very professional and they go out thinking we will explain what's happening they're not looking for ghosts they're going to go explain what's happening and then if they can't find an explanation they'll say so but they had their all the screens set up and i was watching the screens and all of a sudden i saw this dark mass moving across the room and so i was like Scott, come here, what is that, what is that? And, he, and I, I think I'm seeing something and he came over and he goes, yep, you're seeing Sprout's shadow as she walks across the room. <laughs> so no, I did, not, I did not see one. But on the Queen Mary, there was an area where um, people had gone, uh, uh, I was in there and just uncomfortable, but I told you I'm a coward, so I'm uncomfortable easily. And then uh, a friend of my son had gone in and she came out and she said, ooh, I just can't stay in there, it's creepy and then they picked up something on their EVP in there and we hadn't known what it was because we've been told there'd been a murder in the showers and the murder had taken place in the showers but the body had been found under the stairs oh wow. so i thought that was that area you know disturb people so much and then another one that's fun I can't say i've seen a ghost but horror writers a group of us there's a, a conference in uh rhode island um called nikon and it's so we writer's group. And afterwards, a group of us would take the Lizzie Borden house. You know, would be oh. just, the woman who owned it was wonderful. She had done a beautiful job of putting period furniture in there that was almost exact to the time. Um, but she also had mannequins all over the place. <laughs>
0: didn't the by themselves yeah. are already super creepy. I'm yeah, sorry. It doesn't it matter what right. dogs, Like that
2: whole <laughs> Robert the Donkey Key West thing, I can't. I can't.
1: Uh, just all you do is talk to Robert and you're fine. Okay. Just just talk to him. Just, you know, ask him if he can take the photo and you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> eliminate audio story in Key West is one of my favorite because I thought, man, if anyone deserves to be a ghost, it's that poor girl. But um
2: Oh,
1: man. The Lizzie Borden house, she has it set up the way. I I think it's been sold since I've been there, but it was exactly how it was when the Bordens were alive. There was one entrance for the parents. They would go up the back stairs, and the girls had the front. So when it's blocked off into bedrooms, if you're over here and you need to go over here, you come down the stairs and walk across the room, and then you go up the stairs. And... (coughs) Uh, when I go through with those headless mannequins, I'm always kind of like, if I don't look at you, you won't move. This <laughs> you know, scares me to death. I was there when I had to do it. But one of the times when we were in China, had, had just graduated from CalArts, and uh, we, we had, kind of had confusion. I was supposed to be taping for Mira, and at the same time, they had somebody there from the Biography Channel that was, they were doing, you know, ghost thing there, and so I met the producer. Oh hi, Howard. She goes, Oh, you're Lizzie Borden and I'm sitting here thinking, Lizzie Borden was thirty-two. <laughs> you know. Eh, you're no, okay. I don't Thank you. A... Thank you very much. Yes, I am. am. Thank good good. I have a Lizzie for you. So she goes, Oh good, well you can be Abby. And I was kind of excited. It was the first time like I, I had to get padded to look heavier. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Um But China was lizzie and so they had filmed. And she actually had more trouble with this than i did because they had a wooden block for her you know to hit with the hatchet but it was close to my head so i think she had a little more trouble with that than i did because we would just been at nikon i was very tired it was kind of like yeah film all you want you know just wake me up when you're done but obviously they did it where abby Gordon had been murdered so all this goes on oh the funniest thing too is first of all the the director everybody's saying oh this is going so well and the camera guy goes no 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 we're gonna do it again and they're everybody's like why what's the matter well they had borrowed leanne's um axe and it had a giant welcome written on it <laughs> so they had to get rid of the axe that said welcome as she murdered people <laughs> so they did that and then so they filmed it everything again and then they asked me if i wanted to throw blood on china and i said you bet <laughs> so by get to throw the blood all over china then the rest of us are just talking they're setting up to film something else and china's just wandering back and forth in front of the window and then she went you know to the window to look at it and all of a sudden from down below you hear so i can go down and tell them because they were gone they were so far gone
0: oh my goodness that is amazing do you love halloween do you dress up Oh, you bet. I yeah, love Halloween. I'm a cosplayer. I will dress up any opportunity I get. Like
1: Yeah, I do, too. I do, what's too. What's your well, favorite hey, costume? I, theater.
0: <laughs> That's your, I did a lot of theater, too, when I was younger. What's your favorite costume? M-
1: Maleficent. Oh. oh, yes. I love that. I was a fan of Maleficent way before it was popular. <laughs> she was always my girl.
0: You know, I, it's it's interesting. Like, one of my favorite stories of all time is Alice in Wonderland, but I like the books, not the Disney movies or even the Tim Burton movies. I love the books because they're crazy pants. Those books are so nuts, you know? Um,
1: yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, I think that there have been many, many fantastic Disney films, but you're right, not my favorite. And, and I like Johnny Depp and I, I like everybody involved, but no, not, I agree with you, not my favorite. I'm coming something soon again. Um, I don't know, but I, th- I think what I actually just, just because <laughs> you said Disney, I think one of the best things or something I've enjoyed a whole lot recently was Onward. I don't know if y'all saw it. Oh, that yes. oh yes, yes. I thought that was excellent, absolutely I, I, loved it. Talk I, about your dressing up. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> I yes. you know, <laughs> oh my god! That's the one with Chris Pratt, right? And yeah, yeah it's Chris a- Pratt and Tom
1: Holland. Yeah,
0: yeah. I yeah. love that he pulls out like how to do the spells all the time. Yeah, because I've played role playing games, and there are so many people like that that are like, no, 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 this is how you cast the fireball spell. You're level one. You can't do. That. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh,
2: here's another rapid fire question. Um, what book did you like that you had to read in school?
1: I know well, I like it. <laughs> Actually, but uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember what I had to read in school. I loved James Harriet, All Creatures Great and Small. Um, I'm, I'm an animal fanatic, though I love animals. And, and again, back to uh, I've loved Edgar Allan Poe and actually love dickens i'm trying to think of what else i had to read in school you do realize that was a while ago don't you <laughs>
0: yeah, we talk about it because in school there isn't required reading anymore it's Not anymore you're kidding
1: no uh, you're required uh, to
0: read something
1: it was gone but um which i see is a huge mistake
0: oh what do you mean history starts at abraham lincoln now obviously you know, number fifteen. We don't have history before our fifteenth president, so why bother? <laughs> I, I
1: I just I think it's uh, I I just think it's such a mistake when we that I don't know. When I was in college, we spent six months. I went to the Abbey in Dublin. We were uh, third school in France, and I mean a couple of other things. And we were in Germany, and I mean I was eighteen or nineteen at the time, and. We went to dachau in the concentration camp but i kept thinking boy in god's name would the germans keep this here this is awful and then they have the george santana saying uh, you know and, and the gate which is those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it and i thought wow that's so true we need to we need to you know know what our mistakes were so we don't make them again but Anyway, no one's asking me my opinion on American School, so
0: I guess. No, they, they don't want our opinion no. because if they get our opinion, they're not going to like it, so it's very true. Okay, so final question because we got to wrap up. What advice would you give authors out there? What is your number one piece of advice?
1: Read everything that you love. Know what you love and uh write what you love write with passion write with enthusiasm and get it all down make sure you get it all down first and then go back and worry about editing
0: yay i like that as a pantser i appreciate that fully (laughs) i hope so
1: (laughs) and then also go to all the conventions you can and listen to everything but remember there's no right way everyone is going to have a different writing process and absorb everything and then keep what works for you and then but you know it's kind of like oh my god he's the best agent in the world no they're the best agent in the world if they love you if you you know got the same type of enthusiasm going that's what's going to make them the best agent in the world so exactly Uh, and remember everything about writing is subjective
0: oh my gosh it is so true brilliant wise words my friend okay tell me how to reach you shameless self-promotion
1: um i am at the original heathergram.com and i am on facebook and i hate to say it but i don't tweet a lot um i am i living working with a two-year-old i'm not not doing all that well um for for any writers there's a little game up on uh up on my website it's called all in the words and there's you there's lists which course usually you do this in person which is a lot more fun but you get three nouns and you get three adjectives and you do a story out of that you just go blindly you can do any kind of story you pick your right. genre and you just your story um which i find to be uh, good for people sometimes. I, I had a friend who was telling me lately that COVID had just gotten her down completely. She couldn't write anything. No, just pick some words and start going with them and see what you come up with. It can be a lot of fun. Oh, because I, I know you're in charge. I'm talking quickly. <laughs> as no, as no, as it's fine.
0: And I think that's <laughs> oh, brilliant you oh, okay. said that. I talk to people all the time. Yeah. Use exercises. Do that. Writing I also think if you get stopped, lifesaver. Call up anybody. Stop a barista. I don't care who you talk to. Tell them about your story because regardless of what comes out of their mouth, it'll probably unwedge wherever you're stuck and you can move forward,
1: you know? We did at one time. And the, the first line is the blood drips slowly down the wall. Oh, I'm sorry, you get a first line. The blood drips slowly down the wall. You could use it. One was a... Um, high school comedy, it was, they were in the makeup department, and it was makeup girl and the guy starring in the play. And then my very favorite I've ever gotten from this is a friend who wrote a story about a vegetarian zombie, and she had become a vegetarian because she was in love with her husband, and he was a human being, but the neighbors were zombies, and they kept throwing their leftovers into her yard which is, of course, why the blood was dripping slowly down the wall. And she had to pick up these leftovers and get rid of them and resist the temptation until she found out that her human husband was sleeping with the girl next door. And then she thought, fine, I'll eat his brain.
0: I love that. Look, that is Erica. Erica is on board for that. <laughs> I'm on board for, I love zombies. Zombies are some of my favorite...
1: Well she yeah, she wrote it in two hours and, you know, a short story beginning, That's middle and the end. Of the publishing a Kathy Pickering and uh, I just loved it. I thought it was the funniest thing. But the thing is from that line, from the words you're given, um, you know, like like I said, somebody did high school, somebody did a murder mystery. Um, somebody did a comedy about, you know, what the, the murder mystery companies, um, there are just so many things you can do and it just, it just gets you going if you are in that, you know, that, that mood where, oh, my God, I can't do anything. I can't think of anything. I can't, you know, they're, they're just, they're fun. They're refreshers.
0: That is so awesome. You have been so awesome. Thank you for being Thank on here. With you.
1: Thank you guys. This was so much fun. I can't wait, I can't wait to do it in, in person. By <laughs> yeah, I, and we will. We're not that far. No, I we're know. not. Yeah, we Absolutely, sure. we can road. We
0: can road trip, and then Valerie can see another see part Miami. of Miami. The-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can show her something. <laughs> <laughs> this is South Beach, Valerie. Look at this. <laughs> hey, one thing here, we have a really nice covered patio and a pool. So y'all come on down.
0: Absolutely, we would love to. Thank you so much. Okay, this has been Drinking with Brothers, Literary Briefs. I'm Erica Lance, Valerie Willis. It's and the I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> another gem. She's brilliant. We'll see you next time. <laughs>